It's the Behind the Dish Podcast with John Buck. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 we can talk about that later. We're, we're live, huh? He's over listening to our small talk. He went, yeah. That's the good stuff. Yeah, so this is why I hate Kyle Berkshire. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought that's I thought that was your first question. No, so I, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love Kyle Berkshire. I really do. I love his death. So Kyle Berkshire, because he's like the top dog in the sport, right? But his dad has a really interesting story. He and he and uh, are, we, are we are we live? We're, we're live. We're live. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just making sure the record. All right. So you're I'm talking just, about well, his dad. I'm just going off. Okay. I'm just going off the handle. Uh, good. You're no filtering it. That's what. That's what we want. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. We're live. Anyways, Kyle Berkshire's dad has this cool story. He just of growing up and and. Uh, how he became who he is. And anyways, he and I were fishing one day out to the one-stop power shop in the little pond there. And he kind of told me his life story. Very interesting guy. So anyways. I, I liked, I, 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 I liked him. He's, he's, I like how him and his dad work. Cause like uh, getting into some of this, like kids coaching your dad, right, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, Five times like, over. The coaching and him coaching his kid, but still kind of being a, a little there, but removed. But always, I, I don't know. It was cool. I've had conversations with him about that with my own kids. Like, like, do you talk? How do you talk to him? Still, how do you like? Because he was like in kind of in the dude when I was around, having his dad around and and seeing that relationship. It's different with golf than with travel baseball in a way because it's just kind of you too you know as they travel through you know yeah i i didn't do a lot of travel baseball though i uh but i i i see it like with my girl i got three girls that play softball and uh yeah i've seen i've i've tried i've done some coaching for long drive and i've seen uh you know how I'll be there coaching, right? And then the dad will come over and just start coaching. See what 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 I think the difference is is because now okay now you got a swing coach. Just break it down. This it happens the same thing with hitting, right? You get it, but in golf you got that's that's why the dad being interesting. That's why it's relevant in this conversation. Kyle Brookshire, who's the best in the world, and then you got his coach Bobby. Then you got his teammates that are all going to add input if the one stop power shop, right? <clears throat> and the way that I liked it is it was like a batting cage, right? And and you're hitting, and now the parents are also now a factor in that because now you're adding thoughts, right, of of your approach and and things like that. So how they how they relate and how they do their their routines and rituals going through because he's very methodical with the way he goes through his practice, how many balls oh, he yeah. hits very like it's and so I, I think that that for him to stay on top of the game and always chasing and to be the fastest club speed ever in the world i mean it's not just like he just shows up and does it by any means yeah he's uh he's a phenomenal athlete so yeah we just gotta so, talk him into cutting his hair i know i know i don't know if that's that's like the sanson and gamora is that that is that the right topic it'll happen It'll happen someday, but I don't think it'll happen for a while. 
he'll do it for a good cause too if i know him It'll, that's like yeah. locks of love right over all over it but anyways um my guest is ryan respect who i know uh through utah connection actually through my wife's cousin i think originally it's how the deepest root knowing that you played baseball and then when i came home they're like oh there that's that Ryan Respect, that, that long driver Ryan Respect. I was like, huh? He's a, he was a baseball player. Um, so I was like, all right, that's that's the guy. I got sent down to you to be kind of filtered through this. I reached out to uh, Bobby at, at the one-stop power shop. He was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this long drive thing, right? And he sent me down to you down in Layton to kind of be filtered through. Right. So what I want to try to do is maybe through us meeting, let's talk about how you look into long drive, how people usually come to long drive. And then and then and then maybe you can articulate where long drive status is now. Some of the different ways. That are in there. So I went down to you. Right. And Bobby sent me. So I looked up Bobby, went to the one stop power shop, wanted to find out who's the, the baddest dude with long driving. His name was all over every, everywhere <clears throat> uh, or who I talked to or whatnot. So I sought him out after sat him and he sent me to Ryan and I, so I show up. What was your first, what was your first response to him? What was it like? What, walk us through that and all its details. My, my first response, my like observation of you. Yeah. If I, I walk out there and I think I can hit the ball far. Oh, give it to us raw. You show up in your your big Ford F three fifty with your Oakley sunglasses. Oh, and, uh, you know, all, all muscled out. Oh, oh, there they are, right there. Oh, yeah. shocker! They're right here, so close by. All right, all right. You go and describe it. No, I, I mean, you know, physically, you're a good sized guy, right? You're not, and and a lot of long drivers yeah. are are fairly. I wouldn't say, you know, they're 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 on the larger side. So usually they're yeah. fit. They have an. I was little. Practice. I was little. In some of those brackets, I was I was the little one. Yeah. Yeah. So it. I mean, we get all we get all kinds in long drive. You can get like little. I wouldn't say little, but you can get, you know, like guys who are like five ten and weigh like 175 pounds that can hit at 450 yards because they know how to leverage their body. And then you you get other guys who are, like just muscle head, meat heads. Yeah, you get guys that don't really look athletic. They're like maybe, I would say on the the doughboy side, they're thick and they're soft, but they they know how to swing and leverage. Um, <clears throat> you get tall, skinny guys. You get all sorts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it. it I thought I was just gonna show up because I, I like any anybody that kind of sees a long drive. They're usually at a charity event, right? And where, which there's a whole no new, a whole nother world that we're going to go into. Hopefully we talk about because it's kind of like an entertainment. And I think that's what kind of makes long drive and being a part of it where it was like formulating. And I felt like this, this energy of, of it's, this going to be something, right? Like I could feel like these little events, arenas, the excitement, it had like a minor league feel to it in the charmingest of ways, right? With with the golf, being part of the minor leagues, double A, AA, triple A, and then having big leagues, it had that charm. Each event, 
but then this grand event, it had the setups to what I think could be very effective. Like when I was a part of, you know, circulating it, being a, a, a player in it. And so, and then, and then the COVID thing hit. And so yeah. um, it, it, it's in a different state now, uh, long drive. So I want to go into that a little bit, but um, <clears throat> I show up like a prima donna. Right. Well, he, Bobby had told me that you played ba- some pro baseball, right? So he didn't tell me you were like an how did I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was you know. I, I, I got know. It's, it's a long time. I, I, like I think I got. I think I think I got. Yeah, I, I think I got cheated. A lot of people think I ripped money off. You know, this it's right in the middle. Of it. <laughs> right. It's all Anyways, the same. But uh, yeah, but but I could tell. I could tell that you know you were you were. Uh, you know, a, a physically fit guy, but, but swinging a golf club is a different, it's a combination. Yeah, it's, it a, it's a dynamic movement, right? It's not just like weightlifting where you don't have to be coordinated necessarily to lift weights, but you've got to be really strong. And, you know, so that golf, the golf swing is a little bit different in that sense. So, so once you start teeing up, like instantly I can usually tell if you've got speed, like just in how you move your body, and how quick uh i i read a book i can't even remember i think it was like uh outliers or something that malcolm gladwell wrote a book he talked about a guy who was a tennis coach who could from the stands with like a really high percentage of accuracy determine whether a, a tennis player was going to fall. so i i, I this is the only man that i would disrupt you this way we got josh okay. cassidy he's mad that uh oh i see Ryan's Ryan's cooler than me. He gets hashtag the first jealous. guest. Yeah. Hashtag jealous. Sorry about hashtag jealous. I, that's why I, that's why I walked through uh, that I I'm going to Ryan first. This is how we met. Maybe next guest will be Josh. Yeah. Hey Josh, you you two here giving me a lesson. One uh, the the LP. So what's what's the new organization? So we use it properly right now. It's the Professional Long Drivers Association, the PLDA. Event, boom, right here with us three. And maybe we'll, yeah, we'll we do it. A, do we'll do it. A uh, that'll be our next uh, no filter event. Okay, yeah. let's book it. Book that. Booked it. All right, but all right. So that's what we'll do about that. Sorry, but go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. That's all right. I hope I didn't but, throw so you anyways, too far off, but that was Josh, Long Driver. Yes. Yeah, so- so anyways, this, this guy who was a tennis coach, he'd watched so many serves before that he could tell when the tennis player threw the ball up if the, if the balance of the, the tennis player was off or how they threw it, the timing was wrong. So, so I've seen enough golf swings in my 10 or 11 years of doing long drive that is, as soon as you take a swing or two, I, I can usually tell if you've got enough speed in the tank, right? And so clearly you had enough, you not had enough speed in the tank. But with long drive, it's different in that you're pushing the speed to the extreme, but to be really good, you actually have to, to push the, the flight characteristics, characteristics of the ball to the extreme as well. If your flight characteristics are poor, you're not going to get the optimal result that is going to put you in contention, right? Yeah. So don't answer that call. I know that uh, it's probably something important. Unless it's your wife. No, or, that's that's that's. You don't answer that call. It's Josh. It's Josh. So that's why I kind of let. Well, normally I'll I'll get like my notes that I have here, 
but Josh is dinging me because he knows what I'm doing, so he's jacking with me. So anyways. yeah, he's trying to interrupt us. So, so what? What's when you're? What, so you're looking for the one or two swings, right? So you watch me, you see my one or two swings, because I, I mean, I could. I was a four o'clock hitter, like you know what that means. Like I could, if I'm getting yeah. BP and I get in a groove, I can hit them long, and I can hit them far, and I can get on a groove pretty good, right? And be and four o'clock hitters know what I'm talking about, or all hitters do, right? I can, I can let click it loose, but then as soon as that starts bending, that all goes to hell in handbasket. But um, I could really do that. But taking it to long drive on the next extreme, it's like accentuating all those ground you know those things that that create that what's that what makes a long driver special you know what i mean like what's that what's kyle brookshire doing you know what i mean what's he what's he doing that's creating that that you said all right john can start to do this well there's you know there's it like it, it basically is a combination of the two things the speed and being able to to manipulate the ball flight for whatever the conditions are to get to get the optimal distance. That's that's basically it. But it's really hard to do, right? If you're swinging as hard as you can and as fast as you can to to hit a golf ball with a certain spin rate, with a certain launch angle, with a certain spin axis, right? And and to get the ball to land at a certain angle so that it'll hit the hit the ground and roll out. Or maybe you don't want it to roll out. Maybe it's so wet that if you hit it shorter, you won't get any roll, so you have to carry it as far as you can. Like all of that well, stuff matters, and you're trying to do that swinging as hard as you can because if you don't swing as hard as you can, you're going to get beat. Yeah. Well, that one one that I think what makes these events so awesome, right, is that what you just described on one event that I was in New Jersey, I finally got my swing down. Right. You and Bobby were working with the long big draw. Right. Cause I was, I was working from baseball. I was going outside in. Remember that? Yeah. And we had to work. Yeah. We had to work from, and I had to feel like I was inside out in the ball. Right. Because really inside how I would feel going to right center, really trying to get my barrel above the ball to where I'm finishing that way. Then I started creating that, what Bobby would say, you know, I'd try to go four degrees angle tack to six, which what flight scopes and then flight simulators help you narrow down moving that fast. But, and then the part that I didn't realize is how precise closing the face is and, and how to control the ball and get, do it at fast speeds and the things that you do with your hands and fingers that you and Bobby were starting to get me like it, all of that technical stuff felt too technical. And then once I got it and understood what you guys were doing to create that, what Berkshire ah, at the same time, it, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it, it was that body connect. that was like, all right, this is why this kid's good. I understand why, you know? Yeah. It, it all happens so quickly too. The golf swing is like one second long. So you, you have to basically train to the point where it's second nature and you're not thinking about it. Cause you really don't have time to think about it. You don't yeah. have time mid swing to have a swing thought and change. Right. You, you don't read the curveball and hit a curveball. Yeah. You know, the, so, so it's, it's a little bit different, but maybe we should talk a, a little bit about what long drive is 
Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you you were kind of unique in how you you approached it because most people approach it in a different way. Um, what what we're known for probably best is the Remax World Long Drive Championship. Yeah. And that and that's where most people when they get started in a sport, they see that there's this grassroots qualifying system, so that any Joe Schmo can show up at a at a first stage qualifier, and then advance to a second stage and then advance to the world championship so so that's how most guys get into it that's how i got into it i had a friend of mine tell me that i should try it uh, i thought i thought he was messing with me at first i i ended up driving to albuquerque from utah and stayed the night hit in the qualifier and drove home and i finished second and i i loved it i don't know what I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I went to second stage and I, I lost, I got to like the sixth or seventh round and then I lost, which is kind of close towards the end, but you know, another round or two. And I think I'd have been in, but, um, but anyways, that's how most people start is they start qualifying for the, for the world championship. So, and, and long drive has been happening for, I think it's like 42 years now. Yeah. It, it's been going on for, for quite a long time. And they used to do it in conjunction with PGA tour events. And a lot of the PGA guys like Davis love the third, a lot of golfers will know that name. He's an older golfer now on the senior tour, but he, he used to, he used to do the long drive. Uh, Evan Vidcat Williams was one of the early guys that uh, when he won the, in the, it used to actually be called the national championship. I think it was golf digest that started it. Uh, a guy named Art Selinger, uh, he purchased it and uh, connected with Remax, and they they used to get Remax agents to hold qualifiers at golf courses, and they were using that as a marketing piece to help sell real estate. So that's okay. that's kind of how Remax got involved. And so for twenty, I think it was about twenty years, you know, Remax was was putting money into that, supporting that, and Art was able to get it on TV, do these qualifiers, started doing these tour. He had a, he started a tour that was happening. You know, and then in uh, 2014 was the last year that that Art had it. He sold it to Golf Channel. They bought it, and in 2015 rebranded it to World Long Drive Association. So a lot of people uh, that knew it from earlier either knew it from as Remax, or now they know it as WLDA because. And I see you you've got your mug there, your WLDA mug. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. And uh, yeah, so. Which, which was really pretty awesome because Golf Channel, <clears throat> Golf Channel put a bunch of money into it as well. You know, they, they stepped it up. So instead of doing just the world championship, they went to like two live televised events and then four live televised events and then five live televised events. And, and they were, they were really trying to push it and get a real good following. And I think that they were getting traction until COVID hit. When COVID hit, yeah. a lot of their sponsorship from, and, and revenue was being generated from sponsors. And the sponsors basically told them, hey, we, we got to keep our money because we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they, yeah. they took a hard look and were like, you know what? We just, we can't, we're not going to fund this all ourselves. And I think they actually had been for the, the previous, you know, two or three years before they started getting some, some money from sponsors. So, uh, so it was really, really, you know, unfortunate. But when it comes down to some of the things that have happened that have devastated, you know, our, our world because of COVID, you know, losing, losing long drive was not the, uh, the worst thing, but so, so what ended up happening there, a uh, couple of friends and myself, uh, Bobby Peterson is one of them. 
Um, Bobby Bradley. Fellow, fellow baseball, baseball player. Yeah, yeah fellow uh, first rounder for the Pirates. Um, uh, we put kind of a team together and tried to buy it. We made a run and it just, we didn't, it ended up not working out. We couldn't agree on, on price. So what we decided to do, Bobby uh, Peterson and I decided that we would start our own uh, organization and just see, and actually we kind of used 2020 as like an experiment. We're, we said, let's just put on like four events from July through October and see how it goes and see, you know, see what response we get from people. So, and it was, it was fairly mixed, but I think uh, by the time October rolled around, we, we said, you know, I think we've got something here that we could do that um, might turn into something big, but uh, probably is not going to happen for a few years. So, so we made a commitment to then move into 2021. Uh, we told everybody, we started working on a schedule and this year we've got eight tour events. Um, and I should say eight weekends is kind of how we do it. And I'll explain a little bit about that. But uh, and then the ninth event is our world championship. And we, you know, living here in Utah, we're, you know, four and a half, five hour drive to Mesquite, Nevada, which is the best uh, facility in the world for long drive. And uh, one of the great things that Art Selinger did is he teamed up with Mesquite, started having the events there and and somehow convinced them to build this facility. I think it was like a you know, thirteen or fourteen million dollar facility that it doubles, uh, it doubles as like a soccer fields or football fields, lacrosse, but it basically has you know these fields end on end, uh, you know, parallel to each other. So you have like a practice driving range, and then right next to it you have a competition uh, grid. We call it so that'd uh, be like the fairway, but it's yeah. a, it's a you know phenomenal facility. So we actually have our first event of the week or of the year this weekend down in Mesquite and uh, how we've tried to design it. One of the things that we feel strongly about is that, you know, it's, it's great to have like superstars in long drive, but really the engine of long drive are, are the people that are trying to get into it. That, that really is what drives the sport. So we felt strongly about developing a grassroots system of qualifying similar to what art did, where we, we have the same three stages. So, uh, like, for example, this weekend, Friday morning, that's day one of our weekend event. Day one, we have local qualifying, which is stage one. So people can drive, you know, fly in, and they can do this these local qualifying sessions Friday morning. And then we have an amateur event on Saturday afternoon, which is uh, we have a membership system. So everybody who uh, competes in anything other than local qualifying once you go beyond that, we want you to be a member and the membership fees basically cover the costs of hosting these events and, and running the events. Uh, so, so you can be an amateur member or, or a professional member, 150 for amateur, 300 for pro. But as an amateur, you can compete uh, in our amateur division or if there are spots available in the pro division, you can compete uh, at a uh, you know, and then you're limited to the USGA prize purse. But some people just want to do it. You know, they want to just keep kind of feeling it out and trying it. So, so what, when you say these, where is that? Where are the qualifying events at? So, so we have qualifying events. There's there's a few different ways you can qualify, and we've tried to expand. So one of the ways is you can do what we call a last chance qualifier, which is the on Friday morning. Because on Saturday morning, we have a regional event, which is stage two. 
So if you're within driving distance or you're coming to do the tour event on Sunday and you want to try and qualify for the world championship, you can show up Friday morning and there's 208 slots for people to sign up. And, uh, you know, you, you sign up, you can sign up online to, to reserve your spot in advance or if there's spots available when you get there, you can just register there. Um, and then you qualify for the regional the next day. They, we take the top 10%. So one out of every uh, 10 players will advance to that regional event on Saturday morning. S Saturday afternoon, we do a senior division event because we're trying to develop a senior division along with a ladies division. I think that's a great idea. Senior yeah. division in the afternoon. Sunday is the tour event, which is be like the open division professional. That's where you're going to get the the you know most elite long drivers coming out to that that event on Sunday morning, and then we try and mix in kind of blend in the ladies division. Um, the ladies division is really a unique uh, thing because there there's not a lot of ladies that do it, and so we're really trying to to you know to promote it and develop it. Um, but it's for whatever reason, it seems just it's harder. I don't know if the, the ladies don't because ladies, they don't, don't, they don't have the ego that they have to really have to like what this sport's about. They're like, we don't need, we don't need this contest to show that I'm better than you. And us guys over here with egos like, yes, we do. I hit the ball further. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what it barrels down to. That, that is, that is, <laughs> so. But the, the ladies' division, I think, is is actually more fun to watch than even like the pro tour. It is. Open There's a lot more skill to it. Oh, yeah, flight, those, flight in the ball. Yeah. They're and they're so close. Like you'll you'll see, you know, one lady will hit at like 288, and then the next the girl on the tee box right next to her will hit at like 289, and then the other lady on the tee box next to her will hit at 28 291, and you see that they then they start stepping up their game. Right. And, and they put a lot more balls in play. Like, let's just well, be honest. Well, that's it. They put more in play. And what they're playing with, like their game of it, is there, there'll be hot spots on the grid. So when you first get in here, uh, go to a tournament with some of the details that Ryan left out, is you go in, and this is the stuff I like, because it's like developing your game plan, right? Because I get eight yeah. shots. And so what you're doing is you're, you're finding the grid. We'll go stand on the grid, and you see the grid. And I would visualize I have now I have that locked in my brain. I can see the grid. I see the trees. I have all that. And then Ryan and I and, and, and some of our team members will walk down the grid. And then you look at the grid and you kind of see the like you see where the hot spots are and where the, and these ladies find those spots and, and get it to hit. And they're dialing in there and it's. They find that hot spot, then they all hit it, and then if they the one catches the one off the side of the hill, and it's like oh, and you can tell that they're all going for that, and, and they're a little more accurate yeah. being that laser locked in, moving at those speed, still those speeds for them, but uh, they're they I, I feel like they they rely a little bit more on flighting the ball uh, and and getting on the right part of the grid where sometimes our egos will take over and we <laughs> try to do it with speed. Yeah, that I think. I mean, that's a, a really good point that a lot of players they just think swing harder is yeah. better, and that and that's not you know you need to swing as hard as you can, but swinging harder a lot of times makes you hit it sh you know shorter. So yeah, definitely. 
but but anyways the yeah i mean we're trying to to develop you know the professional side the seniors the ladies amateur people that just want to get introduced to it and try it for the first time so so one of the ways we've done this is we've we've teamed up with about golf simulators and about golf simulators you you have the ability to to find one of their simulators that's networked and you can go in and do a a qualifying session on their simulator wherever you're at in the world so we're trying to use technology to make it more available to people so that first stage qualifying we have three sessions every week starting on monday going through sunday and that anybody in the world could log in on these about golf simulators down you know download the app build out your profile you purchase your skins they use them they call them skins but it's basically your in-app purchase you purchase it and then you use, use your skins to to qualify so it's really cool and then you can see the leaderboard as the week goes you can see who's competing how many players what their yardage is and um, and we do the same thing there we take one for every 10 uh, players that are that are in those qualifiers so you can you can get into three of those uh, sessions every week Oh really? Oh, so you can get in three. So the max is three. On the about golf simulators, but we do it all year through August twenty second. So. Okay. So how how do you how do how do these leave? Are they usually like I'm assuming like bars and hotels or these golf about golf places and, and or what, where are they? So usually it's like an indoor golf center somewhere. Yeah. That's country clubs. A lot of times own them. Uh, Sometimes they're in like bars and like sports bars, restaurants, things like that. So it, sometimes it's just a, a private, like a teacher at a golf course has a simulator for his students to, to use. Uh, so you, sometimes you see that. But if you go on their app, they have a tool where you can, you know, find the golf center yeah. on their website at aboutgolf.com. You can just do a locate the simulator. And then I would contact the center before you go. Ask them if they if they're networked, if they've updated their system, and if they can see the PLDA qualifying on there. Once once you do that, then you should be good. So that qualifies you, um, you know, to to go to a regional event. And what we've been trying to do is, you know, if you to incentivize you to compete, if you qualify, like let's say I qualified this week for one regional, um, that doesn't mean I'm done. I can go and try and qualify next week for another regional. So I can build up my qualifiers to get to more than one regional. So it gives you more opportunities to compete and more opportunities to plan ahead and, and make travel plans if you need to. So yeah. it's pretty cool. The, the other thing we're doing is we're um, in the old days, you'd have to set up like a whole competition and yeah. out on a driving. Now what we we're doing, we're allowing the host, whoever the host is, they can use like a track man or a flight scope or even a top tracer. You could do a top tracer and then uh, host a qualifying event outdoors or indoors, and it only takes one person to do it. Really? So okay. That's pretty. That's that's pretty. I mean, we're right now we're we're working to partner with people to host these qualifiers, and we we split with you, right? So it's forty dollars to try, and we actually changed it. You get six balls. It used to be eight balls. It was actually five balls, then it went or three balls at one point. Went to five. Yeah six then eight and we went back to six so um but you get so six they went, balls they, you did go back to six. that that's that was bobby yeah. bobby bobby always wanted six balls was that his was that his voting or well it actually works better for for time okay. and then the number of golf balls we use we if you cut it down by 25 percent 
it actually saves you a lot of a cost in golf balls. So oh, that's okay. one of the reasons why we had to do it. So, oh, okay. but, yeah. I mean, it's Budget. what we found is you don't really <laughs> see a lot of people hit any longer balls if they have six attempts than if they have eight attempts. In yeah, fact, with so eight good. attempts, people almost were just over swinging, thinking that I got two extra golf balls. One of these extra two or one of these eight are, are going to be in. I could see that. Yeah. yeah so, and it's it, it's funny in the in 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 the long drive world when you're around like I describe it being behind the batting cage, right? At the tunnel of batting practice. Yeah. Talking hitting or talking about the balls. It's the same it's the same thing because we're talking about the hardness of the balls, the Volvic ball, you know, what what face is he hitting, you know, what shaft does he have? Uh, uh I think that's I don't know. It has that vibe of like equipment fun part of it too, right? Because I mean, golf's all about equipment and, and to help you hit a more consistent shot or feel confident in a shot, even though we're moving as fast. Like I get why the different stiffnesses and, and cause when it's two degrees, you know, closed face off of a four degree uh, attack angle, it makes a difference when you when the, the club's not responsive. And I couldn't understand that beforehand, but now having Bobby as like a coach with it, it was it opened it up. It changed it changed golf for me. And I learned it through long drive just because I thought I was this muscle head that could hit it far. But uh golf helped me kind of kinetically link my swing, you know, working with Bobby through the golf swing. Yeah. Because then I I went to uh, uh, remember when I went to that baseball thing after in the middle of it. Remember that when I went and yeah did the why I was doing long drive and dude I I dropped bombs. I think my think because I was trained doing all the speed stick and all the things with long drive with you that was I that felt in like Arizona my, or was that in, in New York? No, I think it was Louis, it was Louisville. Louisville, yeah. It was Louisville, yeah. And it was like uh, the 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 uh, retired guys versus the rookies. Yeah. Guys. Well, that's when yeah. Rick Ankio came out and was blowing like ninety seven, like blah, <laughs> ninety eight, and then throwing the ninety mile hook, and everybody was like, "What's going on? Are we watching a miracle?" Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was it was all us having all that built up. We we shouldn't we shouldn't have retired yet. All came out yeah. one night for yep. us all. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Oswalt was throwing like 98 again. <laughs> Tomco was breaking off sharp breaking balls. We all had it for one night. We all couldn't walk yeah. the next day, but it was it was fun. Well, that's what I was gonna say is you have put that together over 162 games. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like the long drive and my knowledge of like putting that much knowledge into the swing because I felt like what I was lacking when I left the game was that I don't know. I missed home run derby. I missed four o'clock BP. I missed, I missed yeah. tra- training to be competitive and have those same butterflies as I go to hit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was, I was craving but, it. I was missing it when the so, people were so saying, would you say "What do you miss?" Long drive has that. Oh yes. Well, one thing Bobby and I think I identified is because I learned to control it so much. Where Bobby was like, "Dude, you got to get going. Like, you got to feel." 
Because I'd walk up there and I'd see guys putting the tee down and they're like, oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Knock it off. Like looking at these guys, like they're all like, I was like, what did they just have like three jolts over there? Do you remember that jolt? Yeah, they're banging it. They're having three bangs before they're over there double shooting bangs and then doing that sniff salt. I'm like, what are these? This is a golf shot. What is going on? (laughs) Those are the Canadian guys that came from hockey. Yeah. So so, so they go, and I was like, all right, here's an advantage. Cause I wasn't like, like I had, if anything, I had to kind of get it going on it because I wanted to be, because in baseball, I felt that enough. I was, yeah. And so in golf, it was like the opposite. Like what I thought it was going to be, right? What golf was for me when I went and played golf when I when I was playing baseball, it was to help calm everything, smooth everything down, and I would get that effect hitting, you know, with a rhythm thing, right? And so now to all of a sudden flip that on its head and then speed it up, I felt like it was training my hand. It kind of synced it together when I went to uh, Louisville. Like, oh, yeah. where was that my whole career? You mean this is what my hands feel like to be Albert Pujols or Trout? <laughs> <laughs> Their hands feel this yeah. quick all the time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it's different, but it feel it feels uh, that void that can we get a lot of guys who are like ex baseball or hockey guys, or even like ex college golfers that yeah. they, they they miss that competitive fuel. A lot of guys play like like slow pitch. Josh was basketball. Josh was basketball. And yeah, you were baseball. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's one of the good things about long drive is, you know, there's this window of time that really is more probably to like your mid twenties to around 40 yeah. where you can, you can still be in your prime in long drive, but in, you know, like as a 40 year old guy going out trying to play, you know, slow pitch softballs with some of my friends, like I can't walk for two days after playing. Yeah, you know, right. I, I, I don't have to sprint and long drive. I walk up to the tee and I swing and I walk off the tee. <laughs> so it's different, but you can, you know, if you keep your body healthy, you know, keep your core strong and, uh, you know, train properly. I mean, you you can you can do long drive for a, a long time. Well, I felt like that was like a good mix because as soon as I came out of the game, like a lot of my friends were like, as soon as they went, they didn't want to run again, like like. Like Mark Burley was like, I will never run again in my life. Like I don't, I don't like running. I'm not gonna run. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't like. I didn't do it for that. I had to do it because it. That's what got me going. So uh, when I kind of quit and I didn't have anything to train for, because it's like it's you have to train if you're doing real long drive. These guys, because the competitions, like when you get your Kyle Berkshires and yourself and Josh Cassidy and Bobby, like these guys are training all day long and, and then trying to whip this. Like I, I, to the point where I was like, all right, I was a swinging athlete and, but these guys, the way that they're moving the body, I can't move my body that way and not break down. I remember telling Bobby that like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause those guys are moving quick. You, you definitely have to become aware of like what your limit is. And, uh, I mean, I, I would go and hit at the driving range for like three, four hours, just ball after ball after ball. And, uh, you know, at some point you, you start to break down, your muscles will, 
get depleted. They'll start to, I, I, I get knots in my neck and shoulders and uh, your back, but there, there is a, there is a better way to train, right? You got to train it smart so that you're getting the optimal practice and the optimal performance in competition. Cause you can out hit. I mean, I, I, I do corporate outings as well, corporate and charity outings. So people will hire me to come out and, you know, help raise money on the tee box or they'll, they'll hire me to, you know, just entertain. And when I do a lot of those charity events, you know, if I do like three or four of those in one week, it, it takes it out of me. I see my speeds drop. And if I go to a competition right after that, I'm just not as good. So it's, you gotta be aware of what your body can do like any athlete. And you, and you guys, you, you guys, you guys travel a lot too. Like yeah. uh, the schedule, which I, I, you know, luckily my previous profession uh, uh, and a lot of these guys are all career people on when, when we did this, they're firemen, uh, they're financial advisors. So they're these athletes that have this other part of them. So they're, they're grinding usually. And then they travel wise. It's, you know, Southwest flight connector to go to here or driving some of them and then get yeah. to the next event and do usually a golf tournament or two, maybe a lesson and then do an event. It's generally, isn't that kind of the, in a full compass it's, it, the routine? It, it's definitely common. You see guys that they do this as a job. You know, some of these guys are doing, you know, 70 to a hundred events a year, um, which which is a lot. I mean, that's, you know, every third or fourth day, they're somewhere in the country hitting and usually they're flying all over the place doing it. So we're driving. Um, if you can drive, but I mean, a lot of the drives are five, six, seven hour drives. So, so it, it, it takes its toll on you. You gotta, you know, I, I personally, I mean, I only do about 12 to 15 events a year and that's, that's plenty for me. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was less than that. My body fell apart. So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, how, how, uh, how, how's the tournament work? So how, how does, uh, how many, explain how many swings they get, explain the, the points and everything so that, uh, kind of. Yeah. So we have, picture you know, similar to golf, there's, there's various formats and, one of the things it used to be like when I first started, the competitions were mostly double elimination. So I've, I've flown to Florida, you know, got a hotel and a rental car and hit 12 balls and went home because I, I lost two rounds. That's not a great feeling. So we've tried to incorporate a, a different format where people are getting, you know, at least three sets, uh, usually four or five sets guaranteed. And so we have a, a round robin point format where we, we group people either in groups of nine or groups of 16 and you hit against every player one time on the tee box. And you're only, you're only actually competing at that time against those players on the tee box with you. Uh, in the old days, they would have a system where you would have two or three guys hitting and they were grouping you with, with six or eight other guys that were hitting either before or after you and they would have this 20 minute window. Well, that, that doesn't work very well. If it's really windy, the, the wind can pick up and die down. And I saw that in competition a lot. New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey had that. Oh me. yeah. 
I, I was on the tee box, or not on the tee box, but I was at uh, the World Championship. I think it was in like 2012 or 13. It was really windy, but the, the wind was going down, down the grid or down the fairway in one group. Four guys hit. And then while the next group was coming onto the tee box, the wind switched directions. Like it, It's like it went, like the flag was going like this, and then it dropped. And then it went this other direction, the complete opposite direction. And the guys walking up on the tee box were kind of like, wait, what just happened? And they were 100 yards different in distance to the guys that had just hit the group before them. And that's they were they were going up against those other four guys. So none of those guys in the second group moved on. They had they had no chance. You know, so so we tried to develop a system where. You know, we're hitting three or four players on the tee box at a time wherever possible. Those those guys are only really competing against those players on the tee box. Everybody has two minutes and 30 seconds to hit their six golf balls. Use it how you want to use it, right? Yeah. And, and so that's what we take your longest ball. The ball has to land inside the grid. Think of, a, if you haven't seen it, think of like a football field where we've got uh, paint every 10 yards. And uh, so you, you, you know, you hit your drive. There's a, there's guys standing out on either side of the, the fairway and they're radioing back to a, a spotter that sits behind you. So, so if John was on the tee box hitting, I might be, you know, in a chair behind John, he, you hit the ball and I radio down to, to Steve and say, Hey, Steve, this ball is coming down the left side landing. Now that way Steve can, locate the ball as it hits and then get and then calls the yardage back to me. I keep the score, scores goes up on the board and so on. So that's, you know, in, in, that's a kind of a normal round, right? That's a normal set of play. And then you're competing mm -hmm. against those other guys. So based on how you do on the tee box against those three other guys, you get points. So if you take first place, you get 200 points. If you take second place, you get 150 for third Fourth, you get 25. If you don't put a ball in play, you don't get any points. So rule number one is hit the grid, put the ball in play. So right. and then we do that depending on the, the if it's a nine-man or a 16-man, you do that either four times or five times. And then uh, at the total, at the end of the five rounds, they total all the points up. And usually we try to try to advance at least half of the field. So if those 16 players, we would take half of them. And, and move them on to the next round. We usually do that uh, until we get down to eight players, and then there's a, a 16 or an eight-man match play based on how you are ranked from those previous preliminary rounds. Then you go like the number one seed goes against the number eight seed, two versus seven, five and six, and three and four. And that's that's kind of how a normal tournament works nowadays. So players are guaranteed, you know, four or five sets, uh, half the field is going to hit probably, you know, 10 or 11 times that day. And so it, it ends up giving the, the competitors, you know, more value for, for their spend, right? Instead of, like I said, I hit 12 balls in Florida and came home. I was like, that's the most, those are the most expensive golf balls I've ever hit. Yeah, right. So how, what do you, uh, so what if you were to win that? What do you, what do you get? So if you so, win that, uh, event, you, you you spent the money to go down there. It's expensive. What if you would have won? What's the? Yeah, so we typically pay like a fourth of the field. So 25% of the competitors are going to get a check. It based it's based on the entry fee, 
and the, like the total overall purse. We kind of have a percentage, but usually it's somewhere between like, you know, five to $10,000 for first and, uh, you know, about half that for, for second and then half of that for third and fourth. So usually like if it was a 32 man field, you know, most people that finish in the top eight, they're going to walk away with, you know, at least like 800 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks. Uh, and then up to five to 10,000 for the, the winner. Seems like a fun way to golf come in. Right. Like a fun way to come in and gamble on yourself and play golf. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, it's a <laughs> contest, right? So it's, it, it, it does have that element. I'm not going to lie. Like it does have that element of gambling a little bit. I would say that it's like you're placing a bet because when I travel to an event, you know, usually with airfare and everything and entry fee, I'm into the event about, you know, anywhere from like a, a thousand to, you know, to maybe $1,300, depending on how many days I'm going to stay and hotel and rental car and, and being, you know, eating out and stuff like that. So. But I feel like that's part, that's part of what I, like when you're saying did long drive have that, it had that. Yeah. It was, it was me, you and holiday talking about the grid over as where we some of those places we were at were some were awesome. Some were, where are we eating right now in this small post? Oh town. yeah. So I think that was the, that I feel like that was like the glam because that's what I miss of minor leagues or, or anything like that. Those. So uh, I have one picture where we're eating, I think we're in Philly eating Philly cheese steaks or whatever. And uh, of me, you and, and Josh is still like rotates on one of my little, bouncing screen right and uh and that was from long drive and i remember that trip just walking around that city remember that oh where, yeah where were where were we it was that was atlantic city that's we, where we went down to i think it was the white house subs yeah there's that famous yeah so we we went and ate there and and uh and it was good and then we walked out and thought we were gonna get shot see, see, yeah i know right but uh, i think what it I mean, I feel like those are those are what I miss, which long drive kind of had that with the travel, that type of thing. Like you're living that athlete lifestyle. Yeah, it, and because we got up, we went to the gym, we went and did like, yeah, I don't know. It had that factor for me of, look, dude, we're all athletes at one point. And to, to do that in within golf and, and get knowledge I did out of it. Uh, heck, just training to go do one event. My golf knowledge went through the roof you know and then going around all you guys that are these golf nerds for a couple summers it was it, it was uh got addicted pretty quick <laughs> to, to the whole to the whole whole thing i we talked about um because i was pretty involved with uh what was going on i was real interested in the whole concept of it and the event and what was going on right before covid because i i felt like it was getting ready to burst right uh, long drive and all this happened, but I feel like it fell on its feet because you guys were on the forefront of already with this whole tech thing and everything coming through with lessons and things you could do like uh, uh, with tech and long drive and doing events to get the masses to go to one event to make kind of intensify the, uh, the competition, but also the attention. Um, is there anything that out uh, that you guys are doing? Um, tournament like e-tournaments or nationwide tournaments or anything like are you using so it that, to do that so that's coming up yeah that's a <clears throat> there's a few things that we're going to add one of them is uh with the about golf 
system, we can have a tournament and we can have anybody in the world that can access a networked about golf simulator that they, they, they can compete. So we in can the long drive, they can go, yeah. Yeah, and, and we can, I mean, we can do it for like a week. So every, all the competitors that pay an entry fee have, you know, like a week to get in and do it. Uh, we can do like the Koreans versus the Americans. We can do that's another another facet to this that we haven't even talked about yet is our our goal is to build long drive not just here in the U.S. and Canada where we operate. I would say like PLDA North America operates uh, in U.S. and Canada, but we set up affiliates in South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, uh, Japan. Um, South Korea, right? So we've got we've got uh, affiliate organizations under the PLDA umbrella that in their areas are actively uh, finding competitors, doing a grassroots qualifying, trying to develop the elite level professionals, uh, and qualifying people to come to the World Championship here in the United States. And and so, what 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 makes it so that uh, with all you're doing this. What makes it so that there's not like cheat codes or way to hitting and how, how do you know that those people are boiling up to get when you get there? You know what I mean? You're not getting, they, they hack well, the those, system with the ball or what, what not. Well, the, the affiliates are doing like outdoor events, right? They're doing, they're like doing what we're doing here, there in their countries. And so they can do like a, a, an event on a track man if they want to do an indoor event, but, but essentially how you, how you get, uh, get by that is that with technology, there's never gonna be a perfect system. But as long as the environmental conditions are set, so like when we do a, a, a local qualifying on an about golf simulator, uh -huh. the, the software program is already determined what the environmental conditions are. So you can't go in and modify the settings on the, on the simulator to say, hey, when I'm hitting, let's make it a 30 mile an hour tailwind. And when John's hitting, he's hitting into a 30 mile an hour headwind. You can't yeah. do that. The system overrides that. So there's no cheat codes. Um, and you're welcome to use any golf ball you want. That's the other thing that, um, you know, some guys, they'll say. So with about golf, the, the about golf golf balls have an, a, a confetti pattern printed on them. And it's a proprietary pattern that the camera used to pick. It uses the, the, the confetti pattern to determine spin rate and things like that. So you can use any ball you want. You can go out and find like the hardest golf ball in the world. But the problem with using something that's not that confetti pattern is that the, the, the camera doesn't pick it up as well. So you might end up having a high spin rate, which may not give you the actual, you know, the, the optimal ball flight characteristics that you're looking for. So yeah. if you use the, the right equipment, you actually have, a, you know, a better chance uh, of getting the accurate information. So these these simulators and launch monitors right now are are crazy crazy good. Their technology. Bobby's been working with About Golf for a long time. Uh, FlightScope. He's worked with them. You know, providing helping them to provide data. Because one of the problems that we had, you know, the last ten years is that these launch monitors were built for a, a swing speed range. You know that's like this and then when you get long drive you get this this added range that they they weren't even you know building into their algorithms so the, 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 software, the software would say you know like 
uh, it would say, oh, you can't get that ball speed with that club head speed. It doesn't work. It's, it, you know, are you, you know, nobody that's outside the range of the ball speed that is normal. So it must be an error. So the, the software program would say, oh, that's an error. And then it would like adjust for, you know, like your club head speed, it would bring your club head speed down. So, you know, just stuff like that. But, but they, the, these, these launch monitor and simulator companies, they've gotten really good uh, the last four or five years getting their numbers for long drivers specifically. So, um, yeah, yeah. So what's, what's, what's some of the difference between, um, uh, wins and losses? Like how narrow have you seen it? Uh, like, like a yard, less than a yard. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a guy lose the world championship by 13 inches. Oh. 13 inches. So, so one of the rules that we have is if it's within six inches, we deem it a tie and they have to re-hit. So, but, but I've seen, why, I mean, I've why, why six inches? Before. Why six uh, inches? That's kind of an old rule that we've just carried forward. And the idea is that if, you know, you, the grid may be laid out a little off, right? There's a possibility that it's not, you know, the, the right side at 300 may not be exactly 300 on the left side. Maybe it's like two to four inches off or six inches off. So we, we kind of say, hey, if anything's really close like that, let's do a playoff and, and let the players decide. So instead of the guy that was, you know, laying out the grid when he painted the field, so. No, that's I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, what? What? Uh, I forgot my train of thought. I was going to ask you some about the uh, the grid. Oh, well, we'll come back to it. Left side of my brain. Yeah. Right. One of the things. So that when, we're, when you we're say, with, you, go ahead. I was going to say one of the things we're missing with COVID is the international travel in the, in the last few years, um, there's, you know, four or five competitors out of, out of, uh, you know, like Europe, for example, that is, they're really good. We went to an event in China and we got introduced to some of these guys from South Korea that were, Oh yeah. Really I remember that. that one uh, big New guy. Zealand, South Africa, and some of these Australians, I mean, they were, they were like right there. I mean, there's, there's guys, you know, in Australia that are swinging over 150 guys in South Africa, at over 150 mile an hour club head speed. So that's impressive. And and we, we didn't think those guys were out there. There's guys, there's guy, there's a guy in Europe, uh, Martin Borgmeier, who, oh, yeah. I mean, he's as, he's as fast as Kyle, if not faster. That's who we need to get uh, on yeah. here. That's who I need to get on here. Who, Martin? Yes. Oh, he would, he would do it. He would do it. He would love it. You know, both Martin. <laughs> his, his, his no filter is truly no filter, though. You, oh, wow. so you're you're going to get some stuff out of him. Then. Yeah, Tiger Tiger Woods club speed. Jordan's pulling up some stats, so he was getting my attention because we we keep bringing up club speed, right? And so Tiger's uh, club speed is one twenty nine point two. So what's what's your club speed? I mean, it it depends. You know, like my. My fastest ever, uh, I think, was like 154.3. My fastest ball speed is 226.2. That's the. Uh, that's your top dog. That's your. That's your. I got on it. That's 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 mine. But what's 
you know. What's Kyle Berkshire's? Uh, so I think that his fastest that he's ever been recorded at is like 232. Two, it's, it's somewhere around 231, 232. And Martin Borgmeyer is the same. Martin Borgmeyer, he, he hit uh, 231.9 not too long ago. Yeah, so that's two hundred. And and don't you think the PGA's don't you think the PGA is getting into uh, swing speeds a little more? With, with well, you get yeah. Let's so let's talk about Bryson because that's one thing that Rory. Uh, a lot of golfers. Yeah, I mean, you know, a guy like uh, you know, who's probably the fastest is Finau. If Finau trained. Um, cause many of you guys maybe know Ben Tuone. Uh, he is a cousin to Tony Finau and, and sometimes Tony can beat Ben. And, okay. and, and Ben, Ben's finished runner up at the world championship. Um, oh, I hit, ben, I hit with him. I hit with him down there at Mulligan's and he, I go down yeah. there and. He's half the reason why I was like, yeah, I can't do this. This guy's putting it so much further out there, so much more consistent role than me. Yeah, Ben is Ben is really good. So, he, uh, but anyways, Finau is probably the fastest if he trained for it. Uh, maybe Bryson is right now because he's been training for it. So Bryson's probably the fastest. Um, but some of these guys, you know, like Kepka and, and uh, McElroy, if they were to train for it, they could do it. I'm I'm certain. Um, but at the same time, why would they, yeah, well, I mean, they're making, I think it would screw their, their golf swing up, you know, to do it. Bryson's an anomaly. He's, he's, you know, the mad scientist with this stuff. So he's, he's incorporating it into his game, not. He's, he's the, uh, he's the, he's the, who's that pitcher? He's the Bauer of, uh, long drive. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is the Trevor Bauer of long drive. And some some people some people hate Bryson. Some people love him. Um, I find him. I I think he's fascinating. You know, yeah. I, I I don't think he's the kind of I don't think he's a super social guy when it comes to you know meet you know, with the media and stuff. But but I think that he's fascinating in that he's taken a real scientific approach and and uh, has pushed it to the extreme, which is you know what we try to do in long drive. So. I think yeah. I think it's cool. Well, I think it's just uh, he's about getting the most out of his body, biokinetically and and nutrition and everything, and just like being an athlete. I think that's where golf's kind of changed a little bit. Like uh, I, I think it's yeah. funny you see those memes like you have John like where they really get like John Daly, you know, cigar probably sitting there doing Q and A with some Jack on him, like sitting there just. Skin right. red, just sweating out. Tap, tap vodka, the, right? the slot machine for Max. Yeah, Gatt yeah. While he's doing, and, <laughs> yeah. and then and then you see Bryson or Tiger all jacked. You know, uh, I think this sport is now, you know, a full, whole spectrum sport rather than, uh, it's like this uh, country club hangout. I think it, it's become more of an athlete thing. And I think that's why long drives took into it because it's. Those those athletes and then the social golfer is a little closer now, and more I think that makes the long driver, uh, you know, that yeah. pure uh, those that extreme athlete get along with that golfer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they can relate their high speed technical stuff together and relate it. 
Yeah, we're, I think we're a good mix of, I mean, we've got a couple of guys who I would say are maybe country club guys. And we've got a lot of guys that are like, you know, down South redneck guys. We got guys from the Northeast, from California. We, we're, we're all, you know, North. Uh, who's that? Who's the guy West. from the, from Compton? Who was the guy from, he has the big long dreads. Black well, he's, from, he's not from Compton. That's, um, <clears throat> Oh gosh, the the uh, the predator. Oh, I can't think of his name right you now. Come to me a second. He's he's yeah, from he's, he's, he's from a, the south though. Is he's he from, from the like, south? Uh, yeah, he's from like Georgia or Florida. Okay. Steve Monroe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got grills. Yeah, he's got yeah. Like yeah. Teeth. yeah. Yeah, he, he puts on. He, I, all I know is like, dude. What and then I saw his Instagram post, and I was like, okay, he's like. This wasn't, I thought he was like putting on an act because there's a lot of characters. I'm like, well, this guy's straight. He is. He is from. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he, uh, you'll see sometimes he'll be like on a private jet flying to Vegas to play golf with friends. And yeah. He's got this job where he catches fish and, and like, and cooks them. Yeah. You'll see some of his Instagram posts. If you look at Steve Monroe, he'll have like all these fish like set up. He's, he's out there grilling them and, and, Right you know, off see, the river. We, yeah, we we got a lot of a lot of characters. I mean, and and people, you know, we talked about it, you know before that a lot of people want to see the sport go like WWE style, and yeah. we're definitely definitely not. Uh, I mean, we are entertainment, but we are definitely a sport competition, and we are we're not country club because we play we play loud rock and roll music during our events. You can yell and cheer in people's backswings. Uh, we want the crowd. We want, it's a, it's a, it's a happy Gilmore. It's a happy Gilmore tea box is what it is. That's how that's that's why I did just plan it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first time when you go golfing with somebody and they pull out their portable speaker and they're playing music (laughs) on the golf course and you're looking around going, wait, can we do this? Is this allowed? And everybody's like, screw it. Yeah, it's allowed. We're here. We're doing it. And that's kind of how long drive is. So we're, we're here. We're doing it. We're, we're, we're dropping bombs, you know, as far as we can. How, how do you, how do you, how do you watch long drive now? What's the portals to watch long drive? So uh, with not being on golf channel right now, uh, the best way to do is go to our YouTube channel, Pro long, professional long drivers association p if you type in pLDA it'll come up so we have our okay. our uh, I don't know if you can see this that's our logo Ooh. right there I feel like I it's need to, I feel like hippie guy swinging I, I feel like I need some swag next time you come down we have some hoodies okay uh, that's what I'm looking for that's I don't know what if I'm looking for. the arms are a little tight though they might not fit you that's that's right. I I wear everything tight. Makes my arms look bigger. Oh, youth medium. <laughs> that's why I wear this medium shirt, bro. Yeah. And you don't have to work out as hard if you like play with your shirts. So that last rep or two that you only can get in, you can get it out in the shirts you wear. <laughs> it's really tight on my arms, but then it, it makes it lifts up above my belly button, which looks kind of weird. So I can't do that. Yeah. Kids always look at you weird, like, Dad, put that gut away, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how how is uh how's how's coaching your kids now? They're at how what are the age of your kids? 
It's it's fun. I've so I've got a I've got a 16 year old. She's a junior. She played on the basketball team and she's she plays on the softball team, and she's fun to watch. I don't coach her. Um, I coach. Uh, I've got a 14 year old daughter. She's also playing on the softball team. My 12 year old daughter. I I coach her softball team, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoy coach. I I actually I enjoy coaching basketball probably the most, uh, but um, she, that 12 year old daughter, she plays on comp basketball and she does soccer. She does everything. She's at some point here, she's going to have to uh, choose, eliminate one or two of these sports, but we keep her going. My wife, she's here next to me right now. You can't see her, but she, she keeps have, everything running. Smoothly. Okay. Darn right. She does. Darn right. She does. I, I've met her. She's an amazing woman. I don't know how. Yeah. It, it, I don't know how she puts up with you and all those kids. Well, she, she needs me I because feel, we have I feel, twin boys. So she yeah, needs the, right. the extra hands. That's why that's why they keep us around. It's the twins. <laughs> it's just being outmanned. <laughs> um, so is it, it, the sponsorship, like with Callaway and Crank, um, what equipment companies, clubs, is out there is it and how does that work with you are they helping with you guys with this like what what does that whole landscape look like yeah so when it, when we when we formed this and decided that we were going to try and try and do it uh we we thought about what what model you know how we should model it after or what you know what way we should try and carry it out and we decided it's probably not the best time to go out and try and find you know hundred thousand or million dollar sponsorships from companies uh, given, you know, the COVID situation. And so we, you know, our, our, our idea is that we are going to build a model that is self-sustaining without those sponsorships so that when we, we can show, we can prove to, to companies that they need to, to get involved with us, that that money that we're going to take and use for them really can be used to take the sport to the next level. So we felt like, we don't want to have a COVID situation happen again with us. Let's design a system, a model that will will work without, uh, you know, being dependent on sponsorship. Then when we get right, you know, we earn the the business of some of these companies to team up with us. That uh, it'll take it to the next level. We can show growth and and hopefully, you know, keep building it, uh, moving it forward. But the the idea is, I mean, every every long driver out there, they want to make money. They want to have fun. They want to go on these road trips, whether it's a hobby or a career for you. But everybody in the sport wants to be the world champion. There's just something about being uh, the world champion that, that uh, I mean, people can't take that away from you. And how many world champions are there in anything? You know, so yeah. for, for us, our, our focus is developing the whole sport, making that, uh, that world championship the, the pinnacle event of the, of the year and and uh trying to just grow from here build it you know, right. build it out so so when you're talking about building as there is so it seemed to me a lot of, a lot of long drivers are they're heavy on their social media right and connecting to the fans because they're it was kind of deals they had done so they were advertising what like for you with callaway that would be a lot of your social like you were very trying to get your way self out there with social media. Right. 
Is there anything yeah. moving forward for you guys to help you guys aid with that through this? Or is there a way for like to help them be, people be more exposed to them or have a platform on that? Yeah. So we do, we do kind of have a, a partnership with Callaway. They're, they're providing some things for us uh, to us so that we can, you know, run the sport. They're supporting us that way. Uh, and so they've been very good to us. So you'll see like at our events, you know, we'll have their banners on YouTube. We'll, we'll run, uh, you know, the, their branding. Uh, you'll see the, the T-Box branded with their, their sponsorship flags and logos and banners and um, our range balls or Callaway range balls that we use. Um, so they've, they've been very good to us. They're, uh, they've gotten into long drive, so they manufacture a long drive uh, head driver head and a lot of people don't know the difference between you know what's it what's a normal head well the retail head that you go you buy at the golf shop or the sporting goods store uh, or even directly from Callaway uh, is not designed for really high swing speeds so what you'll see is that the the face of the club is actually rounded that's bulge that's designed roll. yeah that's the, the, what they call the bulge and roll and that's designed to be that way because when you hit a flat object or a round ball with a flat object, it, it will spin. Or if it's concave, you'll, you'll get spin that's not uh, efficient. But with that little bit of roll uh, on the face, uh, bulge and roll, that actually brings your ball back to the center typically, right? It, it helps you to hit it straighter. Well, on a normal golf club, like if I went to Dick's and, and bought a Callaway driver and was, was hitting it as hard as I could, normally in somewhere between you know, like six to 30 swings, that club face would flatten and uh, and then it would, the spin would be funky. It probably wouldn't, you know, break or crack or anything for a long time, but it would, it would, it would get, you'd get funky spins. It wouldn't, wouldn't hit right. Uh, so they've, de they've developed a, a face that they put in their, their epic uh, driver head that, that has a reinforced face and uh, has a high level type. I don't know what type of aluminum or titanium, whatever it is. The metal they use is a really high grade of metal. Uh, Rocket ship stuff. It, it actually is. Like when they, you'll see their commercials and they'll be yeah. like, oh, we've got these like supercomputers and, and artificial intelligence. They, they actually do have all that. And they have, um, they have guys like Bobby Peterson at the One Stop Power Shop and all of these long drive guys that are pushing their equipment. They've got people testing this equipment um, and so they're they're on another version uh, this year. The Epic Speed uh, golf you know golf club is is really good. That's what I'll be using in Mesquite this weekend is the Epic Speed. Um, it's so I'm two I'm good. two heads removed because I had the Epic Flash, the flat the green one. Yeah, the that green was, Flash. That's two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was the hot one when I was still kind of doing it, but. Uh, how would how would you say that's responding? Because that seemed to be the, the talk around the, the quote unquote batting cage was. Uh... Well, they're really hard to get right now, and so a oh. lot of guys don't have them in hand. So if you're on like like I'm on the Callaway Long Drive team. So you, you know, have one. Berkshire has one. So, well, so so Berkshire but, actually signed with Cobra. So that I was gonna say. We've got okay, Callaway so. and Crank, which is another manufacturer, a smaller manufacturer that people maybe don't don't know as much about. They've been in long drive for probably 15, 16 years. And then Cobra used to be in long drive. And then now 
they have signed an agreement with with uh, Kyle Brookshire, who's now hitting Cobra. So oh, okay. So that, I don't know. So that, I don't know the feedback on the. Cobra. Yeah, and I don't know the feedback on uh, on their equipment, other than I know that they used to be in long drive. So I'm assuming that they, you know, have some knowledge of how to build a head that will, will last. So it'll be oh. interesting. It'll be interesting. We we actually need more manufacturers. What about uh, so the other manufacturer, which I I talked to when I when I was exiting, I was really uh, Mr. Bob Parr over there at uh, D, uh, DXN. What is it? DP. What's that brand? What's PXD? Yeah, yeah. Oh, PXG. PXG. Yeah. Sorry. PXG. Yeah, yeah. God, I don't know why I was blinking on that, but. Uh, yeah, they started making a long drive head, right? I yes, I've heard that, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen it like a mass production of it. I've just okay. seen some prototypes of it. You so got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah. I think that might uh, the technology he has in his. I think he he seems like he seems like he's the type of guy that would like inquire about the the alien spaceship metals in his clubs. I feel like yeah. he put that in there, right? But uh, um, what's uh, what's the next event, and where is it? So this weekend, uh, okay. this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mesquite, Nevada, at the Mesquite Sports and Event Complex, and uh, it'll be Friday morning at nine, all the way through Sunday at like four thirty in the afternoon. Really? You could do local qualifying, like we talked about. So if you're interested in just trying long drive. You can sign up on our website. As long as there are spots available, it'll allow so you to So, like, I could, go, I, I could go down to St. George right now. So, this weekend, yeah. it's in St. George or it's in Mesquite? It's in Mesquite. So, it's 45, 50 minutes south. So, so if my son it's happens to be. the best facility in the world for long drive. So, if I happen to be putting my kid in this uh, baseball tournament down there, and I need to go, I can just go over there and register. Take my clubs yes. over there, re register, and get a run at the title. Then is what you're saying. Yeah, start the road. Okay. You got to enjoy the journey, John. It's about. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah, it's so true. So true. That's that's why you got to enjoy long drive because it's like being in the minor leagues. You're not <laughs> going to the big leagues because it's not there yet. Yeah. You got to you you got to like being in a hotel doing handstands and sit, sitting in a hot tub with Josh Cassidy with five other dudes that are all yeah, five, five six, other dudes. Six, yeah. Two, yeah. They're all, uh, and then talking about our hands crisis, you know, I don't know where to put, I, I got to feel that like it, I, yeah. guys, I'm having a hands cry. I don't know where my hands should be uh, hitting this little white ball. Now that it's standing yeah. still, I still have a hands crisis. How, how's my pelvic tilt? Yeah, impact. yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe that makes me feel more comfortable feeling like I'm. I got some sort of swing crisis going on in my life. It makes me feel stable. <laughs> so I'm glad golf can give that to me. That anxiety that I need in my life. Um. So I have my questions over here. I'm kind of looking at how close or what. Why were you not the world champ? Um, well, I certainly, I feel like at times I've certainly been fast enough, but I, in my opinion, I, I 
tend to put too much pressure on myself at the world championship. Okay. So um, I think that's the long and short of it. The long, the, 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 uh, the first year I was in long drive, I finished 11th at the world championship. And up until a couple of years ago, I've tied for ninth, which is you make the top 16. They do a match play. So the, the top half of that gets eliminated or bottom half gets eliminated. Anyways, so I've, I've been there a couple of times. Um, and really, I think I just, sometimes I just melt under pressure. I think it's a, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's melting, but I think I put so much pressure on myself that when I get in a position to where I could win it, I try too hard. I try to do too much, right? You know, sometimes you hit a good ball, like, and you don't get the bounce. I, I'll, I'll say this, uh, a couple of years ago in, uh, I think it was 2017 or 18, maybe, um, I was there, I was in the top 16. It had rained a lot and I have a lower ball flight. That's my natural ball flight is a lower ball flight. And then I take advantage of rolling the ball out. So if I'm hitting from an elevated tee box or if I'm hitting uh, on a grid that's really firm, I'm really dangerous. But when you're hitting from a flat tee box that's the same elevation as the grid and it rains three, day, three inches the day before, I don't get a lot of rollout. Well, I, I lost by like, I think it was four or five yards or six yards to Josh Cassidy. I think it was Josh. Yeah, I think it was Josh. Anyways, and I, I hit a good ball, but I didn't hit a high ball. And uh, I think that if I was hitting a higher ball, I could have I won it that night because um, I certainly had the horsepower that night. I just didn't have the right ball flight. I missed one out of bounds. I, I think I, my yardage was like 387. I missed one out of bounds right that I think carried almost 400, which would have been like the longest ball of the night. But if it's not in bounds, it never happened. It doesn't doesn't matter, right? It could have gone, right. it could have <laughs> gone off the tee three inches, and it'd be the same. It counts the same, right? So, but but yeah, I mean that's a, uh, you know, when you put too much pressure on yourself, it. I've had tournaments though where I've been so relaxed, kind of like what you talked about earlier, where you're so relaxed you're just hitting balls but you're just missing that extra oomph you're not getting yeah. that extra kick out of the shaft and so you're hitting great balls and putting a lot of balls in play but it, you, you're five yards short right and that yep. Yep. that doesn't cut the mustard either you you gotta you gotta go all out and uh, hit good ball flights that's where we started right we talked about fast and, and hitting the right ball yeah yeah, and I think that's what's, what was fun is because my knowledge of my swing had to dial in with speed and, and taking it up a notch. Take, you know, and that's something Brody, uh, Bobby was always on me about. But um, <clears throat> and I but I think you started to touch on why I liked long drive, right? Was it was at the level you're talking about is it felt like I was having at bat. I got to go sleep and then go have the at bats again. So it was that immediate kind of adjust on my swing and competitive, but also like learning to deal with failure or dealing with that pressure and how, how it happens like on in hole on deck. And as you're going into, I, I could see that's why when I said I saw an advantage because I saw the guys not like physically, yeah. they're not handling this pressure, like this burst of it, you know, endorphins in your brain, right? Or adrenaline. I was like, oh, okay, I feel this way. 
like I can, I was, I was, I would get them in the grid. That wasn't really my problem, but that what you said, that five extra yards, being able to get it, you know, and, and, and putting it together right there. That was kind of my Achilles heel. But I remember things that we talked about, uh, uh, and this is why I like long drive is, is your mental part where things would get to you. And I, I started talking to introducing, uh, uh, Jim Fannin to you and, and some of the, one-stop power shot people. Uh, and Bobby uh, was uh, Jim Fannin's like uh, uh, baseball in the zone and how to create the zone, be in the zone or flow state, which basically what long drive is, is creating that moment, like you said, being too hard, trying to do too much, just finding that zone where it's like the perfect amount of each, you know, and having it just connect and create that. And I think that's what, I don't know. Long drive seems to do that in a home run derby type atmosphere, which those are the zone moment stuff too, for me. Yeah. And you perform the best in that, in that flow state where you're in that zone of where you're not thinking and you're able just to be an athlete and let it happen. That's, that's when you're the best. That's when I've been my best. So, and I don't want to say I, I, I'm not a great guy. I mean, I'm, I was number one for 10 days. Don't forget. I was, world ranked number one for 10 days. So don't, don't sell me out on just the, you know, the, well, I, the, not the world champions. It was, it, I, that was more or less because of the, you know, me poking at you because I know you, right. And yeah. poking at the, the, the bear's belly a little bit right there, just because what some of the things in our conversations that what we talked about from a performance, like to our soul, when it was me and you, this is what I love about it. I'm sitting in the hotel room and we're talking about like, they're asking me to get to the highest level. How'd you get to the all-star game? Those things. And I was like, dude, it was just, there was nothing else in my mind other than that. Like all those other distractions were just, when I was just at the moment of playing my best ball or performing, like it was just, or when you're in that moment, having my best games, it's that there's no other thoughts. All that data is going into like being right there in the moment and all that brain power is going using those micro adjustments there in that moment or body awareness, whatever athletic feet, whatever gymnastics, golf, baseball, yeah, I could find that common denominator. And I think having that, like having that secret sauce, Mamba mentality, whatever you're talking about when you're going on to the, the grid box, it's that. Cause you got to have like that flight or flight you're dealing with, you feel it when you go out there and if you do something oh, yeah. violent, violent, and then and control that at the same time, that's why I think golf and and baseball are so intriguing to me. It, it you know swing sports is it's that element of moving violent but being so perfectly fluid with your hand-eye coordination. Yeah, it's a it's a you know it's a dance at high speed. So yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, so how do how do people connect with you, or how do they log on to the LPDA and all that stuff before we 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 round this? The LPDA, the LPDA sounds like it's the ladies' professional. Okay. Well, how how did I say? PLDA. See, there's there's a reason why that you're in charge of that stuff, and I would never be because that dyslexia and throwing like acronyms and letters out that doesn't work for people's brains like me right we can't keep track of that shit right all those letters you're throwing out there 
The, the yeah. laundry people. That's what I'll put. Yeah. <laughs> because so you can check us out. Okay. Check us out at prolongdrivers.com. Uh, if you if you send a, an email to us through the contact us page, that actually comes to me. You can email me at Ryan at Prolong Drivers. Um, I think my phone number is even on the website, so you know you can reach me through that way. That's the best. If you have questions, I'm glad to talk to you, uh, explain it a little bit. I know that it's a little bit confusing for players that are, you know, new uh, or want to try and get into it. They're not used to the background. Uh, or, you know, the, the how, how it's worked in the past. So um, I do have, I noticed that uh, David asked a question here in the chat and I didn't answer it. What clubs oh. does the average long driver have in the bag? So <clears throat> I guess you could look at that in any different way or look at it in multiple ways. But um, if you uh, typically they're playing a Callaway or Crank, that's the most common. There's another company. Uh, Brute, and there's one called Shark Attack. Uh, those are probably the top four that we see the most here in the U.S. Um, but like I said, Cobra may be coming out with something. So um, now if you're asking about what other clubs, usually long drivers show up with a wedge, an eight iron, and like a four iron. And they're used to playing golf with those four clubs because when you have eight drivers in your bag, that takes up a lot of space and weight. So if you're cheapskate and you don't want to pay for the extra weight, you uh, eliminate some of those unnecessary clubs. That's, a, that's, that's David. That's our intern, David, here at, uh, behind the dish. He's a, a high school kid from How New York. How do you York. say his name? Monasibian? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's what I'd go with. You're not going to pronounce it? Uh, the whole letter thing. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I'm not butcher. I have too much respect for that child to uh, butcher his name. I'm not even. There's a reason they gave me the last name Buck. You just Buck. You can't screw it up. It's simple. It's easy enough. Well, you can you can also check us out on our YouTube channel. Subscribe. That'll help us out. We're almost two thousand followers there. And then, um, you know, we'll, we we you know if you subscribe when we put up a an, a new a, a video. Uh, you'll be able to look at it, check it out. and uh, But Instagram, Facebook, all the usual uh, places to go to. And, uh, and also, too, is a uh, filter. Wow, this mic is so like, terrible when I first talked about it. But what well, future will get that fixed. But anyways, um, I think what I want to do, too, is, is next time with you, maybe like I, I kind of described it at the beginning, is – doing a maybe a uh kind of a training right go through the little system that maybe bobby gave us you guys coaching me next next time we get on this and then maybe we'll put a grid up on here and uh kind of go through a whole like do a whole little set and kind of explain it walk through everybody through and and heck if we have guests down here maybe we can get some questions and and interact with the audience a little bit by doing long drive next time. Maybe that'll probably help articulate it a little bit to people. Yeah. We could bring Josh over from Denver and I could whoop him. Oh, 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 we just called that out. And I, and I do agree uh, before we sign off, just, I would love more of a WWE Phil, just to be personalities. Uh, just one, cause I think it'd be hilarious because I think some of the characters that you guys have, uh, I don't think it takes away 
from the athletes that you guys are. But it, it would take those those athletes to push themselves to be a little more vulnerable. But who knows if yeah. they can do that? And do we have any we'll rocks? See. Do we have any rocks? That's what we got to know in in the long drive world. Well, I would say the closest the closest uh, to a WWE character probably is Maurice Allen. Maurice, oh yeah, uh, he, Maurice for he sure. He would probably be the closest thing. He hasn't competed the last. Uh, we didn't compete at all last year, so I don't know if he's going to compete this year. Well, he's he uh, it's probably the. What about Fast Eddie? What's, yeah, what's, fat, he didn't. I, he didn't compete last year either. Co- last year was kind of a funky year because. Well, we, that's, we did aren't they run. very? Aren't they very connected to uh, the Golf Channel though? Um, I think, I mean, Did they sign I think Maurice, didn't they sign those? Yeah. I think Maurice is, and Eddie, I know Eddie's going to try and actually play golf on like the, the champion store. Oh, is so he? He's been training for that. Yeah. He, Dude, we, I, I'm going to so, watch that. I'll be pulling for in, that. That's in, yeah. In general, most long drivers are not great golfers, but we do have a few golfers that are, or a few long drivers that are pretty good golfers. So. Berkshire Bur- uh, being yeah. one of them. He's a good golfer. So I, I've never played golf with Berkshire, but I know he played college golf, so he's at least good enough to play college golf, which is a lot better than yeah, I am. I feel like I play golf because you watch his Instagram. It seems like you, you track every shot of his. It feels like he's playing golf every, every day. He he he, uh, he took he did like a three-month road trip and just videoed him playing golf all over the country. I guess if you want to hit golf balls, that's what you should do is hit golf balls and show everybody. <laughs> Yeah, he's a ball. You don't he have is to definitely do it on the PG, ball on the PGA tour either. No, no. Have long hair and drop bombs. Long hair, don't care. I've heard that phrase That's before. Right. It works. <laughs> All right. Well, Ryan, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for educating us on uh, long drive. Uh, we'll, we'll get creative next time now that we've kind of introduced. Maybe we can put some action to this a little bit. Let's do it. All right, bud. It's good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, now. Uh, Stick around. I'll talk to you when we get done.